You're listening to The Sauropod. I'm Chelsea Doyle, and this is Unpopular Opinions. And listen if you can't say anything real nice. It's better not to talk at all is my advice. Hi and hello. Welcome to Unpopular Opinions. I'm your host, Chelsea Doyle. As you know, this is the podcast where we disclose defend and discuss our most unpopular opinions. It's a strange time to be disclosing unpopular opinions, Um, mostly because it's the perfect time to be disclosing unpopular opinions. This is an era of hot takes. We have a thousand different platforms um, where we can spew our nonsense into both the willing and unwilling ears of others. And so, you know, one may argue that there's really no place for this podcast, and yet here we are. So I'm joined by three semi-respectable gentlemen, um, and I will let them introduce themselves, of course. And then I will kind of start stoking the fires by asking an unpopular question and forcing some unpopular opinions. Justin, kick us off. Thanks, Chelsea. Uh, Pleased to be here. Justin Zeppa here. Kind of surprised that... You're still on the air, Chelsea. Your license is yet to be pulled. Uh, right. The Federal Podcast Commission has not caught up with you yet. Delighted. Glad to be here. Well, so long as you don't open the envelopes, you know, there's exactly. really nothing they can do to you. Right. That's true. It's like the IRS. You mm-hmm. don't open, you're not on the line. You can't prove that I got that letter. You can't prove no. it. So. No. Who's next? I'll go. I'm Finnegan Risley, and I think this is my second time on the show, so I'm very excited. Uh, I did have a question. If Is it an unpopular opinion if all my opinions are popular? Wow. Wow. That's like I a circle that, within a spiral, Finn. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to save that for Meta, uh, meta Corner, where we discuss okay. our most uh, meta opinions. Just happy to be here. <laughs> And you, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, we are, this is a video, like we're on a Zoom call recording this podcast, and I think I just saw Finn take a sip of, was that Arbor Mist? Uh, no, but it's, a, <laughs> that's a good guess. It's okay. essentially my own concoction that tastes pretty much like Arbor Mist. Okay, like, great. Yeah, so. Um, he calls it Finn it's juice. Little, it's good. Finn juice. Little mm-hmm. liqueurs I got going on over here. Whatever gets you through the day. <laughs> Little Bartles and James. And last but not least. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Michael McHugh coming from Chicago. And I am also very pleased to be here today to share some of my unpopular opinions, um, which there are many. And uh, yeah, I couldn't be more thrilled. <laughs> I am not drinking any um, any Arbor Mist this morning, um, but you may hear an occasional crunch from uh, my snacks, which are of a plenty. <laughs> Thanks, Chelsea. Um, I'm actually really excited, Mike Michael, that you are here today because I know off the bat two of your unpopular opinions. One, that the nationally beloved song Brandy is misogynistic and inappropriate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And two, your second second unpopular opinion, that it's A-OK to eat snacks during podcasts. I love that about you. Hey, I just... It's for all my friends out there who kind of get off on the, you know, what, what is it, the VGOR? What, what am I thinking of? You know, ASMR. ASMR. ASMR, yeah. right? Yeah. Who doesn't want to hear me just like, you know. Just chewing. There. Yeah, that's right. All right. Get that saliva. Peanuts? Of course they are. That's one of the best snacks of all time, which is not an unpopular opinion. It's a very popular opinion. <sighs> Dry roasted. Don't fuck around with the honey. I mean, I I actually think a dry roasted peanut is perhaps a worse snack. Well, we could go down this wormhole if you like. It's your show. We will not. <laughs> so as promised, I want to force you guys into the corner of some unpopular opinions. Just so that um, I can get everyone's sort of fists up um, and ready to punch. Um, so we're going to go around the horn here again. And my question to all of you is what sucks about Tom Hanks? What sucks about Tom Hanks? Yeah, I was disappointed by Joe versus the Volcano. Okay. But that being said, I haven't seen it since Joe versus the Volcano hit VHS. 
Oh, since it erupted? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. (laughs) I loved how much you loved it. The bit itself? Um, Mm, Yeah, you know. (laughs) What else, guys? Um, I'll say, you know, this is a good one because Tom Hanks, for the most part, is is pretty righteous. It's pretty rad. Um, Although... Polar Express, Oof. seeing a CGI Tom Hanks, it's just a little too creepy for me. You know, it's like not only is he dominating, you know, real life acting, he's going to have to dominate then the, the sort of cartoon version mm. of himself. You know, it's not like he was Woody where it's like he's a cowboy, but it's not really Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks. In this one, it's actually just a CGI Tom Hanks driving around a magical Christmas train. That kind of sucks. Mike, I'm with you. I think that's a terrible movie. But also, this might be wildly unpopular. Not into the Toy Stories. Don't get it. Yeah. Have never gotten it. I know there are are grown-ups who cry at Toy Story 3. I've heard this. People are really into Toy Story. I can't do it. The fact that people are arguing if Toy Story 2 is a better film than (laughs) Toy Story 1, and they're calling it a film, is a huge issue. Like, it does not matter which one is better than the other ones. They're all bad. They're all just there. But I want to say what sucks about Tom Hanks is his inability to do period pieces. Too contemporary. Him and Paul Rudd fall into that category of, like, good luck, guys. How come you're not an Emma? So does this? Or, uh, <laughs> so you're saying because he's never done one, he can't do one. Right? I don't think he can do one. What what qualifies uh, as a period piece? Because I'm thinking of his roles from the 1960s, such as your Catch Me If You Can's or your Bridges of Spies, that kind of thing. Like as a Cold that War, thing you do a plus. Yeah, that thing you do exactly. I think that's more vintage. We're still in the vintage category with those movies. Okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. um, I agree, Ben. You want to be on an English country estate, that kind of thing. Yeah, I want to see okay. him uh, Yeah, doing some... Uh, yeah, he can't do it, can he? No, there's no yeah, way. But I don't think any American actors really do those. Do that's they? true. That's true, mm. they don't. I mean, could you have like an, an American version of that? Like, instead of like, what would it be? Would it, I guess like a Moby Dick? Could he be in Moby Dick? Could Tom Hanks be in Moby Dick? When was Gangs of New York uh, set? Oh, yeah. Turn of the century. Early, what? Early 1900s? Or pre-1900s? I want to say before then. Was it it pre or post-Civil War? Well, no. I'm just trying to think of Americans that have pulled off. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) yelling. (laughs) Just the nicest Bill the Butcher ever. Mm -hmm. I guess he did do uh, the uh, League of Their Own. He was good in that. Is that a period piece? That's kind of vintage still. 1940s? Vintage. So, yeah. Vintage-y. Oh. He was in that David Mitchell uh, book adaptation that... Uh, oh, Cloud Atlas. Which Kowski's did. Yeah, That's where right. he had to do, like... He played, like, an old, like an old uh, rich dude on a boat. Um, <laughs> That's tough. Who was evil. He was actually kind of evil. That's right. And he kind of... He actually, like... I don't know, what Chelsea. About Captain this is great because he was kind of awesome. When is Captain Phillips set? Is that in the future? Never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was like 2003. Okay, so it's been decided. Tom Hanks is an untalented hack. What is he doing in Hollywood? Yeah, get out. Tom. I much prefer Spreading Tom Spanks coronavirus and everywhere. Ooh, ooh, wait, Finn, one more time. <laughs> oh, I just said I much prefer Tom Spanks and Sploosh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That dude oh, will do too. period pieces. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so that, so to um, speak. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's kick it <laughs> off. Um, I know that some of us came today with some unpopular opinions to share. Um, I'm like ready to get into mine. Are there any objections if I just take the lead on this? Not at all. Because I've been Good. thinking None. about it a lot. I've had a lot of alone time <laughs> to really think about this and make sense of it. And here's the opinion. I think arranged marriages should be far more common in American society today. I support arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. We should be putting way more energy and effort into this. So let me ask you this right off the bat. What do you not like about non-arranged marriages? What what gives arranged marriages the edge over normal, uh, let's follow our whims here and run off together and then get divorced five years later? 
you know, I feel like so often relationships and marriages are based on feelings. And, you know, feelings can't go the distance as much as we would like to think that they can. I think what we're lacking in a traditional marriage is an equality of commitment levels. I think folks are marrying folks because they love each other. And I think that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> okay. I think we I think marriages could last longer if if both people were going into it with commitment as their number one motivator. So okay. knowing that the pheromones essentially are going to wear off, you should go into right. this more as a business transaction with someone that you trust to go into this business together. Right. Because this is, yes, it's a partnership. It's a legal partnership, right? Mm -hmm. And so trying to make a legal partnership depend on like love, something as capricious as love. Mm -hmm. It's just not working out, folks. It's not working out. That can be a shaky foundation, right? Okay. You know, I don't want to marry someone who says, I'm going to love you forever, and therefore I'm going to marry you. I want someone to say, I will be committed to you forever. And that's why we're getting married. And the reason that they're going to be committed to you forever is because they were arranged by somebody else. Well, because they like right. me. So I think. Like arranged <laughs> by like a, a parent. Uh, yeah, who's doing it. the arranging? <laughs> Is well, it still see, on I the parents could, or yeah, friends? No, no, not parents. I think oh. it should be like a, oh, we should just okay. have a matchmaking. Matchmaker. Okay, yes. sure. Yeah. I watched yeah, yeah. Uh, most of Indian matchmaking on Netflix. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've yeah, seen what, what they yeah. get into. Uh, it's, what would you, okay, Chelsea Doyle, what do you want to see in your matchmaking dossier that you get about your potential matches? What kind of details and information would you like to see that is going to help you make uh, an accurate decision, you know, business decision as it. As oh, it no. Now, this is something I have not thought of. Uh, basic. Let's start financials, right? How's your debt? Maybe you want to see somebody's credit <laughs> it's a portfolio. score. Portfolio. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Right, let's see your right. portfolio. Yeah. What's yeah. liquid? What's invested? That kind of thing. How okay. diverse is Here's what I want to see. Yes. I would like to see. I'd like to see finances. Mm hmm. Um, I would like to see uh, uh, voting history. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. I would like to see... Education? Is education a thing? Like educational background? I don't think so. I don't think that's something okay. I need in the portfolio. Um, okay. So really, you just need a... Politics and dough. Yeah. Yeah, you need yeah. just a permanent record to be opened up on it the people that you potentially want to commit to forever. Like just open up the books and see what you see. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you need likes and dislikes? Are you somebody who bases a lot on, you know, what kind of no. shows somebody watches records they listen no. to? No. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that there are other indicators that end up being strong. Like if someone is a big, look, I'm going to get controversial here. If someone's mm -hmm. a huge pop country fan, mm -hmm. um, I think that we're going to discover our differences in different ways. It's going to show up in voting records. It can trace back. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Agreed. But yeah, I think that if we put like some energy and effort into this, you know, I'd be, I think that a matchmaker could go in and observe someone's lifestyle for a month and then write up. And I'm talking professionals. I'm talking about like sociologists, like people with like professional degrees being okay. in this industry, okay. like observing people's lifestyles, mm -hmm. writing up a summary mm -hmm. and then being able to connect them to people that theoretically would be compatible. Now, some people, Chelsea, take a lot of put a lot of stock into star signs and things like that mapping out mm -hmm. where you were born and when and what house jupiter was in and all that like do, is that an option for people who like that or i mean how do you where do you fit with all that i mean this is great i love these questions because i feel like we're fleshing out a real possibility here a real you know corner oh, yeah. of the market that hasn't been tapped i don't think I this think is that you unpopular could, you could choose what type of uh, matchmaking service you want right so is it one that's based on a, a Christian, 
matchmaking service, a Jewish matchmaking service? Is it one that's based on that does give weight and consideration to uh, moons? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, basically, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> the Moon tides energies. of the ocean. I a, exactly. <laughs> I kind of have a, a big, a big picture question here. So not to, to jump in here, um, deadlines and start dates. So like when, when does this arranged marriage have to begin by? And then when are these fish just sort of released into the wild forever without a match? Like how does, how does that work? Cause I feel like when I think about arranged marriages, my brain goes back to like these, these other times where like, women were being married off at like the age of 12 to these barons and stuff. Right. So if it's a traditional, if now, but the more modern matchmaker, what are we thinking? Like after their 25th birthday, maybe a little bit later, when, when is the appropriate time to be matched? What do you Great think? Question. I'm thinking my, my personal opinion is like, if it's a, you know, for, for either sex is we got, we got to hit like at this point in our, in our, time 30 30 seems to be like the right time to get married i was thinking Anytime 32 that like yep. you gotta, mm-hmm. yeah well i just think you know if you had like a 30 benchmark of where it began that would be great as far as like you know birthday calendars go you know because between 21 and 30 there's not a lot going on so if like it was like 29th birthday that, that could kind of ease the burden it's going into your 30th birthday which can be traumatic for people i like that you're worried about birthday trauma mike that's really sweet of you <laughs> <laughs> like that factors into it well it, yeah. Can can we well, first, uh, as I mean, the elder statesman here? Uh, sh- should we um should we consider the possibility that we need to ban marriage before the age of 29? Yeah. Okay, well 29 seems tough, but <laughs> I also think we should implement a national minimum age for marriage. It's yeah. absurd that someone who cannot vote is like, sure, I'll enter into this legally binding relationship. Start making babies. What? Yeah. Yeah. Can't rent a car. Until right. you're 25 <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, but get married when you're 16. Why not? It's yeah. you, everyone makes great decisions when it's they're insane. 16. Oh my God. People are getting married. A lot of people are getting married before they've even had an opportunity to establish credit. You know, yeah. what's going on? People yep. are running rampant through the streets with gowns on, tuxedos on, marrying each other ferociously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to stop. And you know, uh, not to get too uh, political or deep or whatever, but like, you know, the American culture in particular is really big on things like The Bachelor and, uh, you know, who wants to marry a millionaire, things like that. Like there's a whole uh, industrial wedding complex at play here that really pushes for this stuff. Yeah. And they're going to shake you down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a business. Mm-hmm. It's just a huge business, so we should be treating entering into that with the business-like attitude instead of, this is a complete business and we're going to go into it just purely based off love. Let's go. <laughs> let's see. Let's jump. Let's make that jump. It's how I, I think that. that's the crux of it. That really is the crux of it, is that the institution doesn't match the its context, right? Like, it's it's... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a legal, yeah, it's a legal arrangement, but we act like in some way that feelings are the most important aspect of its success. Let's also consider yeah. that a little over a hundred years ago, the average life expectancy was about 50. And now mm. we're tacking on like another 30 easy, you know, it might be 40 by the time we get to that age. It's hard to know, but that's a long time, you know, like 20 years. Okay. Okay. 25. We can do this. Right. I mean, you're staring down the barrel of 40 years together, 50 years together. Oh my God. Do you think then the arranged marriage um, that you could sign up, obviously there'd be different packages depending on uh, where you both thought the business should go or the, the commitment should go. So you could go, you could sign up for 25 years with a clause yes. that says you could extend it five years. You check back in and mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. So this is another thing we could discuss. Let's say that this whole matchmaking thing doesn't get off the ground. Maybe we should impose term limits on marriages. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, not like assumed this. that you last forever. It's like you get married and that lasts for eight years. And mm-hmm. then at the end of that eight years, both parties have to actively re-up or else the marriage is dissolved. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and maybe there could be benefits that, in, that come with re-upping or not. Um, free you know, free daytime like, minutes on the weekends, that kind of like, thing. Yeah. A exactly. Coupon? Like you, yeah. you get, you know, depending on how well you've done over the past four years, like you could then, you know, re-up for a higher contract. You know, you've earned a little bit more throughout that process. Okay. I mean, you become okay. a free agent, you should be able to negotiate for better terms. Yep. More, more tax breaks, maybe, if you stick with it? Or is that too much where you get a lot of fakey marriages then? More, I think mm. it's more like person-to-person negotiations that come into play, right? Like, mm. I need, like, we've done this for four years now. I'm going to need you to either take a new step financially or you know, bring your debt down before we can engage in another four more years. And I got to, mm-hmm. I got to see a plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to yeah. knock off this much of your debt. You got five years. <laughs> if you haven't knocked off this percentage, then there's a clause that I can get out of this. Cause that's wow. the only yeah. thing that's wow. holding you yeah. back, holding us back or whatever, you know, An accountability or clause. Like you have yeah. To, yeah. 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 Wow. Totally. The accountability clause. And it wow. could go not even Shit. necessarily with financials, but it could become like friend clauses. Yep. Oh, or, you know, family clauses. clauses is what I'm really thinking, right? Yeah. You know, like, oh, wow. Hey, look, if we're going to go for another five more years, we're going to have to start doing Thanksgiving at my sister's. Because we've been doing the past Thanksgivings at your cousin's. And it hasn't been great. The turkey's been dry. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if maybe you're also, during these negotiations, are you negotiating on behalf of yourself uh, looking down the road for the potential of maybe this isn't going to work out? Are you putting in friend clauses then? Like, who gets to keep this group of friends? Who gets to keep that group of friends? Like, does that play into it at all? Or is that too soon? Are you undermining the entire process? I think off that bat, you only get, maybe that's when the terms up you get to um you elevate to a new level that opens up unlocks clauses that you each get now two clauses that you can put in because you don't yeah. want to sabotage it right off the bat because yeah. you don't want people coming gotta in be... trying to take advantage of it just to kind of personally gain everything you know okay you gotta have you gotta come in these these beginning agreements are gonna have to be like a rookie scale right yeah. like you're coming in together you're only you got you got certain term limits you got certain amount of uh you know friend limits family, you know, weekend limits, um, vacation limits. Sure. And then once those, I mean, and I don't know what that first year's that those, that first contract should be for what we're saying, like the first five years, four years. I think, I think three to five years, right. Aren't that, isn't it? That's why most people are getting divorced. Well, Chelsea, Mm -hmm. is there, what's the, what's the landscape look like? Say, okay. So you get your manila folders from your matchmaker and you're, you know, because obviously this is an analog, all paper world, right? We're going back to paper. It's very (laughs) retro and you're flipping through this thing and you're checking the finances, the credit score, you're checking, you know, personality traits, habits, things like that, that have been picked up by the matchmaker who has been embedded with this person for a month. Is that the process? I think so. Okay. Um, and you get the photo and you get the physical details and everything. And then you meet, you come together. Is there like a pre-contract where like the living together contract, like we get one month of just living together, try it out because trial, you know, things change, contract. things change when you, when you move in together. Right. It's like, 90 no, day I feel like we're letting, I feel like we're letting too much feeling in. We're letting too. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the process of draining the feeling. And also, don't let the love in. Drain the swamp. Squeeze it. Squeeze um, everything out of. Squeeze all love out of the marriage. If you want to just be in love, then just be in love and be with each other. But right. we're talking Make about getting decisions. married. Yeah. Right, guys. I think we have to do married at first sight. I think that's what we have to do here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's it. First sight. I don't see another way. I think you find out. I think you find out that you're getting married. Much like the show, if, if you guys have ever watched, you have a certain amount of time to digest it, a month, get your affairs in order. <laughs> and wow. then it's go time and you're instantaneously married. And I that, think there should be prenups involved. It's more paperwork. You're really into the administrative I love part bureaucracy. of this. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And look, I'm securing but, uh, more jobs for honest Americans. <laughs> I don't know. The, prenup, the, the prenuptial agreement is interesting because... Isn't the point of having a matchmaker so that like it works, right? And so like the prenup is kind of like a I don't know, it's like a backdoor out, 
in a sense. Like if you, if, if, if the idea is that the, we're having arranged marriages to make the system work, mm-hmm. if we're already undercutting it with a prenup from the onset, then maybe the system itself is flawed. Mike, I'm just going to give for you one example, and his name is Sir Paul of McCartney, and he did not <laughs> sign a prenup before marrying Heather Mills, and she took him. She took him for a ride, my friend. And now he's remarried again, and I think they did get a prenup this time. But the first time around, he was like, well, you know, love. Right? Yeah. yeah. Love, it's oh, all sorry. you need. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they've been preaching for years. Yep. You know, or maybe I'm just trying False. to put band-aids on a broken system. Why the why the fuck are we financially bound to our spouses? Well, that is crazy. That's crazy. That's insane yeah. that I have to like account for some other person's like debt. That's insane. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's bonkers. Um the you know, this this earlier version before the love at first sight, you've got a month, figure it out method when we were talking about, you know, the the more uh, methodical approach. I think that system exists and I think it's called Scientology because (laughs) you're going through different tiers. You're unlocking certain Ah. benefits the further up the ladder you go. And also, I don't know if you've heard about like how Tom Cruise dates, but like they bring him options, you know, like they bring him dossiers that say they sign into like a 10 year contract. Yeah. You're going to be his girlfriend. Yeah. You guys are going to date. I think that did happen with Katie Holmes. They tried to do it with um, Scarlett Johansson, too. And she was like, fuck, no, I'm out of here. (laughs) I will not. (laughs) Penelope Cruz, though, when they were the two cruises, that was uh, was part of the audition. Oh, man, we were cruising then, weren't we? We were, right? Those are the days. (laughs) So essentially, to wrap it up, I just think we need to, I I really want to tear down the the institution of marriage as we know it. It's broken. It's dirty. It's not sustainable. Something's got to change. Uh, I think burning it to the ground is a a good one, is a, you know, best option. But otherwise, let's arrange some shit. Let's take control. Yeah, I think you're spot on, Chelsea. It's coming. It's I think the the world has been turning that way, too. It's not it's you're you're reading the writing on the wall here. It's the the time of the marriage. I think it's becoming the, the day of the dodo. It is on its way out. Well, we have access to the entire planet now. It's no longer just who lives on your street or something like that or lives in but your do, town. Listen, don't, don't tell my wife I said any of that. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Oh, um, Mike's going to be in the doghouse. Oh, shit. He was um, sleeping on the couch. I need to stop. This is not an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> we could turn it into that if you want to. Raymond Mike sleeping on the couch again. <laughs> right? Brad Garrett. Is that his name? Yeah. He's like 6'8". <laughs> I'm six foot eight and I'm sleeping on the couch again. Mom. <laughs> that show is like secretly really, really dark i don't know if you guys ever noticed that like if you watch that show and you remove the laugh track those people are just awful they hate each other they're just like they hate each other everybody hates raymond he's very unlikable it makes sense well he's always like just trying to find he's always just trying to find a way to like escape the nagging of deborah like his goal in life is just to like not be dogged on for five minutes by his own wife. I can't believe you know Guys, his wife's name. Tear it down. Marriage <laughs> done. <laughs> oh boy. Well, they, um, wow. I feel more supportive than ever. I think it's a popular opinion. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Wow. What a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for talking through that life, uh, life changing proposal. And if it ever gets off the ground, I'd like to consider us ground zero. We'll take this podcast. We'll put it into an envelope. We'll mail it to ourselves. We'll keep it in case anybody needs to check the date. It's easy. Love it. Uh, all right. Who 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 can share? Who can talk to me about some more unpopular opinions? All right. I'll jump in. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about this one lately. Uh, you know, we've been kind of what you were talking about earlier, Chelsea, with these idea of unpopular opinions and how we've never had more mm. and more places to share them. And it's kind of uh, created a lot of cultural zeitgeist moments with uh, things being canceled. And, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think our holidays are 
are, are, are encroaching upon in this area. And if, if I were to jump into an early version of this, I would say that I think the worst holiday I think we have right now and that we should, as, as Americans, I think it's our duty, our civic duty to get rid of is, I mean, everybody's talking about Christmas, but I, I don't think it's Christmas. I think it's, I think it's Thanksgiving. I think as a culture, we need to drop Thanksgiving, just drop it right off November wow. and find either a substitute holiday or find something else to do on the third Thursday in November and celebrate Thanksgiving. Because of COVID? <laughs> you guys are sick. <laughs> well, in addition to COVID, sure, sure. But not because of COVID. You just um, want to get rid I of think, it. You want to wipe it out. I kind of think that it's a bullshit holiday for a couple of reasons. Right. Big bullshit holiday is that I don't know if the Genesis story really fucking happened. Mm. Right? It doesn't make any sense and that we continue to keep celebrating it makes me sort of feel like a little android like oh yeah i'm just gonna keep doing this thing that they tell us it's a good idea but mm -hmm. the idea behind thanksgiving that like a bunch of native americans in the middle of some sort of like awful you know november day we're gonna help all these pilgrims out these foreigners who've been coming and like, you know, posting up and bringing their smallpox, all that shit. I just don't believe it. And I don't believe that they would have had this, this, this generous moment together as in God's green earth together. And, you know, all the, the sort of hunky dory stuff that they talk about. I just don't mm -hmm. believe it. Mm -hmm. This makes me realize how very little I know about Thanksgiving and might just prove your point. My right. concerns here. Here's my concern, because in a lot of I, I feel like I could find a lot of reasons to agree with you. My concern is that this could <laughs> this could just tear this country apart. <laughs> I think if we try to dissolve Thanksgiving, it's the end. It's the the United States of America will cease to exist. Not a, I'm not saying that's that. I'm just saying that that is, I believe, an inevitable byproduct. Well, like I said, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that that could be a byproduct. Um, and maybe it's just a rebranding of what Thanksgiving is. But I just think that it's it is now just an, it's it's just kind of like this. It's it's just like the Super Bowl Sunday weekend. Right. Like all it is now is like we kind of get together and we we eat a bunch of like food we watch football we start drinking at like 10 in the morning we do i don't know i don't well <laughs> i do i mean but that's pretty much every thursday i start drinking at 10 in the morning the new friend um, i mean there's just all kinds of things that i think are wrong with it from a cultural standpoint from a food standpoint mm. from a What's, wait a standpoint. minute michael what are you talking about from a food standpoint it's a feast it is a feast but like have you ever prepped a thanksgiving feast uh, I have you, actually. I mean, uh, you we, have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we do so it over here. We do, we do a little oh, yeah? friendsgiving. Yeah. Prove it. We do. We do. Prove it. Show me. Show, show that, me your base. That ended up being the most contentious <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I do. Let's see it. Drop it. Show it There's to me There's video now. of me carving a turkey this year. It's it's available. A, tur a turkey that you made because and I'm not saying well, you my turkey, girlfriend but I'm just made. thinking the idea yeah. behind making it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Making a turkey, it's just a huge pain in the ass, and especially in the way that they want it you is. to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. You don't do it every day. Come on, Mike. Organize Thanksgiving. The big they. The big yeah. Thanksgiving. Big Thanksgiving, day. yeah. We have parades, right? We got Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day parades downtown. I don't need that shit. I don't need parades in general. Right? Unpopular opinion. Right? Fuck parades. It, yeah. I guess it, it, it strikes me as bullshit because Americans are so not thankful. Um, we really wave away like moments of reflection and gratitude and like meditation as being like very woo woo and new age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe our generation and our social circles take that to heart. But when I'm like, you know, the American public, I don't think does a great job of meditating on gratitude. And so that we have this like long, like this four day weekend where we like go around in a circle and we say what we're quote unquote thankful for. 
think about ah, that. It's bullshit. The, the general populace, like you were saying, has to have a day assigned where they're like, well, I can almost <laughs> just wait and repent on this day or be thankful on this day. And mm-hmm. everything will mm-hmm. like for the whole year. I'm thankful. Right. Mm-hmm. But what it really did was create the real thankfulness is the night before when it's the biggest bar night of the year. And you're right. actually thankful for your friends that you see because you're drunk and you're like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I didn't like you then. I don't like you now, but I'm thankful that that we understand. We have this understanding of each other. You think anyone looks forward to Thanksgiving? No. I like Thanksgiving. I don't don't know what you guys' problem is with Thanksgiving. Because I don't, uh, first of all, Mike, I don't really associate it with the Pilgrims' native story. I mean, that's there, but it's not an essential part of it for me. That's what it is. No, but it's not. Well, no. Well, so that's the origin story. But the actual, like, holiday and the date and everything, that was from the Civil War. That was an Abraham Lincoln makeup. What? Yeah. I know nothing about this, guys. So it was something of a political maneuver on his part to <laughs> kind of keep people feeling something after everybody's <laughs> been dying for the past three years. But uh, yeah, I don't really, I mean, that's, that's there. I think, haven't we moved beyond that origin story though? Because don't we all kind of realize at this point anyway, everybody's kind of on the same page about the diseased blankets and the uh, terrible life that people were living and how it's probably just, kind of made up and that's, that's part of it. that's not what they're still, I mean, like they look, I got a kindergartner right now and on Thanksgiving, yeah. like all they're doing is drawing pictures of pilgrims and that's your you school know, Native system, Americans Mike. and they're doing and the turkeys. little turkey hands yep. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, they're not talking about thankfulness. <sighs> they're not really talking about like coming together and like, me, you know, some quiet well, they're, reflection. They're babies, Mike. I mean, like, you better on. be making that stuffing right, but, I like. But if the foundation, <laughs> yes. to Mike's point, the, if the foundational message that we're, we're giving people is this MAGA bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, that like, oh, there was this golden era where two different types of people were being sweet to each other. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. That's just a lie. That's a blatant true. lie. Yeah. So it yep. shouldn't be the foundational. We should not be showing children pictures of pilgrims. That's the bottom line. Either attached well, to Thanksgiving no, or not. But, I mean, they're, they're but weird. But that shouldn't pilgrims be like weird. what they associate Thanksgiving with. Yeah. Like, I am, how old am I? What, 45, 46? I haven't. <laughs> You're approximating <laughs> 50, yes. <laughs> I, thank you. I'm nearing it. Um, I've got the crow's eyes to prove it. The point is, I've never heard of this Abraham Lincoln Thanksgiving thing. Um, that's concerning. <laughs> I'm concerned for you. I feel like that's out there. That's not, this is not hot gas. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's in heavy circulation, I think. Okay. Well, I would like it to be heavier. Okay. I'd like it to be heavier than the pilgrims. Okay, so let's let's keep the pilgrims out of it. We all agree they suck. They're a bunch of religious fanatic weirdos who were too weird for their home countries and had to leave and come <laughs> to this place to to do it, um, to to be weird together. Uh, and it's led to a whole bunch of weird American conservatism hundreds of years later. Great, but also Mike, this turkey issue. Like I get it. Making a turkey is a pain in the ass. Like we all understand that. And we've all tried to work around it and we're deep frying the turkey and putting the turkey on a grill and whatever the hell else we're trying. But like, it's the one day it's turkey Creating, day. It's okay. So it's turkey day. That's so the one we're day. We're never going to have now turkey listen, ever again. See, this is, this is also part of the problem. I like turkey. Okay. Do you Mike? Well, and I only eat turkey on Thanksgiving and that's a problem. I should be able to eat it any other, like I should be able to turkey. not feel like a weirdo on a regular like April day. Cause I want to go buy a, a big bird and you know, roast okay. it. But then now, I do, I'm like sitting there like, you know, my Kroger and I got like a 13 pound bird and everybody's like, what's this guy doing? It's not Thanksgiving. What is he, what is he crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a butterball. I like, I like a feast. Okay. I totally like a feast. I like to party. I like to, I like to watch football. I like all that stuff, but I just think the holiday is confused and strange and stressful mm-hmm. um what's the point like what's what's the point i just don't get what the point is it's the day you eat a turkey mike but i do love this idea of that maybe if we wipe out the dedicated turkey day we have more turkey days and actually that pushes forward 
turkey cooking technology, so making a turkey is more efficient in general, and you can have Wednesday turkey night. Well, they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, okay, here's an example. So I was home. We went to my in-law's house for Thanksgiving this year. We were COVID safe. We all bubbled two weeks prior and then hung out together. It was awesome. And my mother-in-law, she didn't want to do a whole turkey. She was like, it's just going to be us. I'm going to get us two. I'm going to get, get a turkey breast with you know bones in it and stuff. And then we'll just roast that. I was like, great. I show up. She's like, I got two of them. And I was like, we're not going to eat that. Because they were like, it was like 20 pounds of turkey. It was just doesn't like, let's just make the one. And she started to panic. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, what do I do with this other turkey? I was like, well, <laughs> we could cook it later. She's like, when? I'm not going to keep it for a year. And I was like, well, we could, like, we could cook it. I don't know. When do you want else? Would you want to cook it? But it's this idea of like, this is the day that you could cook it. And there's no other. It's an like, hour never. We'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. Let's cook the turkey then. Yeah. Ham. And then when it came around to Christmas, guess what? Honey baked ham. Yep. Oh, <laughs> time. Sitting every in time. Mm -hmm. What? A perfectly the traditions. Wow. Now wow. I wonder now, well, that, that turkey is just going to sit there. It's going to sit in that freezer unclaimed mm -hmm. for another, you know, now another 11 months, 10 months until it feels right but to have then, a Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And by then maybe we'll buy a whole bird at that point. Cause we'll all be, you know, vaccinated. For it. So, so, so I have a question when you guys were younger, did you, cause Justin, you keep talking about loving Thanksgiving food. Um, I like Thanksgiving food now that I'm older, but when I was young, the last thing I wanted to be eating was like, dry turkey, cranberry stuff, um, stuffing. I'm, you know, I want pizza. I want chicken fingers. I want this stuff. So a knowing that I'm walking <laughs> into a family, like an extended family situation, um, where alcohol is prohibited because of said people. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't want any situations in a very Irish family, uh, that could have arisen and had arisen in the past. So you're going into a dry situation, dry Turkey, no one's really talking football is on, but it's just, everyone's quiet. So like Thanksgiving to me meant just like a horrible day that you had to get through. Okay. Okay. And then when you were done, it's okay. Cause you had Friday off as a kid, but did you like that food when you were young? Did you look forward to that compared to what you ate as a child? Like other things that were much better. I feel like it's a very adult food. I can tell you now as a dad, what we we made our like two two thanksgivings ago we made like we did the same thing we like bought a small like turkey breast we bought all this side stuff and i probably like me and megan we probably cooked for like i don't know six hours that day and we were the only people that ate any of it mm -hmm. like my kids just, you know they just like pushed around the plate and they're yep. sort of like i don't want mashed potatoes any of that stuff not even mashed potatoes that's side side conversation kids and eating but no that, i think you're right then the, the answer is no no Maybe you were looking forward to some pie at the end. Yeah. By then, like, you know, you get your pie and, the, you know, grandma's there. She's got the decaf coffee and she's putting the cool whip on the pie. And that's pretty great. But that's good stuff. Aside from that, you don't, you don't like gravy for your uncle to like gravy. No, you, God, you don't no. like gravy. Meat, love, love it. Drizzle it everywhere. You probably love Everywhere. swimming in a pond instead of a clear ocean, <laughs> right? Just nasty mud water. So you, salt mud. you like to, salt. You like to ladle ocean. some clear water onto your mashed potatoes. Crystal clear Is gravy. It, you yeah, bet okay, I do. Okay. Um, All right. Thanksgiving food as a kid. I love turkey. I love gravy. I love stuffing. I love sweet potatoes. Corn? So you grew corn up in niblets? Indiana though, right? Mm. Exactly. So Thanksgiving meal was like, that. That there was nothing really like, novel about that food. yeah it's like we ate that all the time mm -hmm. it was just prepared mm -hmm. better on thanksgiving but then to mm -hmm. your point i dreaded it too even though i loved the food it was a day of like obligation and formality no, no presents as a no kid presents. no dressing up you like had to clean Halloween. your house oh. yeah you're coming home like the shouting at you right. Now, Finn, let me yeah. ask you this, because you and I have actually shared a Friendsgiving. Yep. How do you feel about a Friendsgiving these days? I love I'm a Friendsgiving. I'm very pro it. These are the people I want to be around. Yeah. 
get together with the people you want to. Everyone's bringing the food that they want to eat, the drinks they want to drink. Yeah. It's never really on a Thursday. But that's unless called a that's dinner a, party. Exactly. Which we should have more of. Just more dinner parties. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Here's the thing. We always get to this point in unpopular opinions where it turns out that like we support the unpopular opinion. But if we release this to the general public, it would wreak havoc for and we don't know why. It's fear. People are just afraid, afraid of change, afraid of the possibility that, I don't know, time is weird. Time is fucking with you or something like that. Uh, You're missing that anxiety. You've got post-anxiety, anxiety, anxiety, that kind of thing. What if we said this? What if we said we're getting rid of Thanksgiving? We will no longer acknowledge it as a holiday. Um, So it won't be like a federal holiday, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you feel the need to have a Thanksgiving meal as like a cultural or whatever, Mm-hmm. you know moment you no, we're not going to stop you but anyway no one's getting thursday and friday off but um on february 17th and 18th we're creating a new bank holiday mm-hmm. what we, do we call what if it we did this what if we gave them a full week in february week of- and we yeah 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 so we can really challenge people's the value that they're putting on thanksgiving so we can say you can either get Thursday and Friday off and you can keep your fucking Thanksgiving holiday or we can give you off a week nationally, you know, government sanction, whatever week in February. We call it a, a week of rest and relaxation. And you have to cook every day for a week because essentially wait. Or what if we call we it friends and family week? OK, we'll move it to November because that's like spring break, right? This could just be fall break. So we'll do it the first week of November, second week of November. I changed my mind. Second week of November. And we call it friends and family week. And do you get free daytime minutes on the weekends with that package? (laughs) I'm going to have to talk that one through with AT&T. Okay. Okay. Got to run the numbers. Um, why are all the holidays jammed together in the winter? Is that because we, you know, settled on the East coast and we decided we need a, needed a bunch of like mental breaks or like, breaks in the winter time because we don't have a lot in the summer that are you know can i get one in january or february or march though i mean we spread it out guys winter goes on it continues beyond december christmas should definitely be like in february or march because we're celebrating thanksgiving we're doing halloween rolling straight into which i consider one of the like most satisfying national holidays this should be recognized with a day off but anyway halloween Halloween. just throwing it out there it's actually not a bad idea are the turkeys and ready we could by give Halloween? Out turkey to trick-or-treaters when they come by oh, and come a doll on, with hot gravy um, but I do wonder if the, the turkeys are ready for slaughter. That's true. You want anyway, to we've turkey. got Halloween. We roll right into Thanksgiving, right into Christmas, um, right into the new year. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Mike, the way that your hats are positioned behind you make it look <laughs> like oh, you Mickey put Mickey ears. Mouse ears on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, that was my big fat unpopular opinion. It sounds like it's actually pretty popular. Um, I protest. I I'm not with this. Like, I mean, like I said, I don't, I, I don't have any problem with eating Turkey. I don't have a problem with drinking alcohol on a Thursday morning. I don't have any problem with watching the lions get destroyed every Thursday, but my problem is the Genesis story and what we're teaching our youth and the pressure that comes along with doing it. So thanks for helping me square that out. Fair enough. Thanks for bringing it to us. All right. Should we round it out with one more, get one more on the table, Justin? You got something for us? I do, Chelsea. I do. Now, everybody in this little Zoom conversation, all four of us, we are currently straddling three or four different time zones at this point, uh, but everybody here lives in a cold, wintry climate. We understand the hardships of true winter, the cold, the wind, the snow, and the ice, right? So here's the deal. Guys... We got to stop fucking with ice. Mm. I live in a place. It's called Iceland, right? But I live in a place that's got a lot of, uh, in, in, in Reykjavik, we have a lot of water features. We got a ducky pond that sits right in the middle of town and everything. There are fountains. There are little pools, that kind of thing. I walk by these features and I see them one day and they'll just be free flowing water, just burbling away. And then the next day, they'll be frozen. People are walking on there. 
what the fuck are you doing? I just saw this moving less than 24 hours ago. And I, I kid you not, I see, you know, parents standing on the sidewalk, just sort of chatting idly while their two-year-old is out on the ice, stomping as hard as he can. Nobody seems to care. What are we doing here? Why are we fucking with ice? Ice fishermen playing hockey out on lakes or whatever. Like, I get it. Water freezes. I've gone out, out on a lake before frozen. I've gone with you, Michael. We've been on Lake Huron together frozen. I'm not saying it was the right move. I'm just saying we got to like, this is an easy one. Why are we fucking with this? As always, Jay-Z, bad take. <laughs> bad take. As always, Chelsea, I will change your mind by the end of this program. <laughs> Uh, what I do you got? I think I think um, this is actually something we're doing well. We're making use of our <laughs> our land and our services. There's we're plenty embracing. of land. What are you talking about? <laughs> we got. There's plenty of room. So you're. I, I guess. So, let, let me just try to consolidate your point. So you're yeah. saying people shouldn't walk on ice. They shouldn't interact. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> with ice. Yep. Just stay there off. There should be a no go zone. Unless there's a system, if we can come up with a system that we can put in place where somebody goes out there and measures the the strength and durability of that ice, I don't think that exists. I don't like. Where's the radio report saying you know the, it's okay to walk on ice today, you guys? A, I think it's called a rope, right? Like, isn't there like a rope across that pond that's like, don't go on this, or like a sign that's wait, like, a, like where, where are you living, Mike? Where you got ice? pond ropes? What are you talking about? Is that real? Well. Like the DNR, don't they put shit out there that's like, hey, this isn't ready yet, dummies, don't go on it? I don't think I the don't DNR think has enough do. people. I, I think, think they well, do. I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, cartoon signs that say danger thin ice in my day. So there's got to be more signs, signage. There's got to be more signage. Maybe more, that's Iceland's problem. Maybe I they need more signage. I don't think it's regulated. I, I will say that. I don't think it's like... Um, I don't think that there's like a system in place where we are notified explicitly one way or another that the ice is ready or not ready. I think that's a system I'd like to see. Really? I I, have you heard on like local news where they say, Hey, uh, Lake Michigan is now at a foot frozen or whatever. So it's safe to go on. I think they do tell us that. Okay. I love that system then. Great. That's great. Let me ask you this, Justin, (laughs) what, how do you, so you're saying water. Okay. Like liquid form. Sure. Gas form, okay. Uh, gas is water? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, are we allowed to go outside in the fog? <laughs> exactly. So, don't where, get smart if, with if me. If ice isn't okay, that's where we have to hands off. Who is the, like, is that regulated by, like, the ice police? Like, if you were to touch or deal with ice in what manner... Would I, then you'd be like, sorry, you've you've touched ice. Essentially, you're in trouble. I think this is just a common sense thing we need to be teaching our children. I mean, Mike, you've got so, kids. Do you so teach ice is sand? Ice? ice is quicksand. Stay away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean basically, I sort of. It's it's more or less like, hey, if you run real fast and jump on that, you'll slide, and it's awesome. Oh, wow. wow, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like, hey, you know, we went to this forest preserve the other day, and like the beginning, you know, like the, the, the sort of ledges of the pond were frozen over. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, don't go walk on that shit. Cause you're going to fall through. Cause it's not thick enough yet. Yep. And that's what I'm like, talking about. Okay, that's it. So uh, let me ask you, are you like, is this a danger thing? Are you, Oh yeah. Are you, are you, you're, the- you're scared that people are getting too hurt or dying because of their ice loving activities. Well, Yes. The short answer is yes. The longer answer is over New Year's, for New Year's Eve, we took our little brick of fireworks, which fireworks, another thing. Why are we fucking with fireworks, by oh, the way? Oh, we should not be. We should not be. Uh, fireworks down to the ducky pond, which had been frozen over, and everybody from town was out there walking around, and they're brushing snow off to make a little skating rink and everything, and we're launching fireworks, and I'm standing out there. At a certain point, it occurs to me in my champagne stupor that, like, like how we're all standing on ice firing off explosives. Like this is insane. This is not smart living right here. And we're all drunk too. And uh, we're out here doing this. It just seems like <laughs> guys. I, and the thing was the day before I had seen that water be free and easy flowing under the bridge. It was loose. It was not frozen the day before. 
That's a quick freeze. Yeah, that's a very that's a concerningly quick freeze. I I I understand your concern. So you're not you're not trying to criminalize ice. No, if you want to go to like a skating rink, you know, shallow comfort level. Yeah. Because oh wait, so you're pro ice rink. Pro ice rink, yeah, controlled circumstances ice. Because the the thing is, like fog, Chelsea is not going to kill you, but you fall through that ice, you're going to freeze. You never know. So I feel though, like by this logic, people should steer clear. And I actually do feel this way. People should stay out of the goddamn fucking ocean. Yeah, ocean's terrifying. People should not be swimming. Don't go not in be the enjoying ocean. the ocean. <laughs> Finn, you got Don't. strong strong feelings there. I do. I Don't was... ever go in the ocean. It's absolutely <laughs> pointless. There's nothing you can look at it and get all of the wonders of it. I was just looking at there. it. Getting in it. Oh my gosh. Stop it with like just get in the ocean and you'll yeah. understand. Stop it. Yeah. Too many too many things could take you down in there. There's a bunch it's of stuff in it. there, Finn. There's a bunch of stuff floating yeah. around in there. Mm-mm. Just waiting to brush up against your leg. I would have to say more people have died or suffered injury in an ocean than on ice. Than on ice. I don't so know what about do you injuries. Think about, Justin, what do you what do you think about Antarctica in general? I mean, mm. like that seems like a giant hazard for you. Well, Mike, it's a continent. I mean, there's land under there. It's not just ice. And also, no, it's, it's, can it's you explain? Thick. Like, look, if it's going to be like nine feet of ice well then go ahead and walk on it i'm just saying if like there's a pond out there you know it's x amount deep and you saw it free and easy water the day before just don't fuck around with that what are we doing well so how are we ever going to discover the next gordon bombay if you know (laughs) if our youth can't or uh, christy yamaguchi if she can't go out there on a pond and just skate their hearts out see with the level of danger doesn't it create rink circumstances then you never have anything, to, you know, you don't have that like adversity to overcome that, that, that extra level of danger that when you do get in that controlled environment, you dominate okay. because you've already practiced on this thing that could kill you. Right. You're playing and against I, nature. I grew up in rural Indiana. We would have had to have driven 45 minutes to get to an ice rink, mm-hmm. um, which my parents weren't trying to do on a cold winter's day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have like a creek in our backyard. So that's where I tried ice skating a creek or a crick <laughs> good point <laughs> isn't it a regional isn't, tributary isn't ice the just water's li- or nature's little water toy or like nature's toy is like it creates ice and it's like good luck yeah i think that <laughs> ice is a beautiful i think this is a beautiful thing it's uh, a spider web for humans uh, it's, it lures you in with its terrified yeah. shimmering. What happened, buddy? What happened? I can't skate. Yeah, did you fall? <laughs> I can rollerblade. I can't fucking skate, man. I've no balance for it. I don't have the ankles for it, I guess. I can oh, rollerblade no. like a son of a bitch, though. Doesn't make any sense. Just went ice skating on Tuesday. And um, it was glorious. It was, it was careful. Awesome. I went to Mike, a controlled rink, though. It wasn't just random. I didn't go out on Lake Michigan or anything like that. It was a controlled That's right. ribbon of ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a super highway. It was great. Otherwise, you know, but you know how these idiots are up where we live. Uh, people are driving their yeah. cars out there. They're putting houses and shacks. They're fishing, setting up lawn chairs and shit. What are we doing? What I are we doing? I mean, th- fine, though, Justin. Like, I, I, I think you're. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fear here that is entirely unwarranted. <laughs> are we sure I think that it's going okay? Maybe these ice deaths aren't going reported. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe the ice death. Maybe it's capturing, like you said, it's a spider web for for people. Maybe it's capturing the correct people. You know, the the survival of the fittest. If you're okay. falling through this ice because you're just driving a car out there. Yeah, you know. that's a gr- that's a great point. You probably you're not fit for polite society. That's for sure. Driving your car on a lake. I don't know. That was this water. is very like I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned about your fear of ice right now. It, <laughs> it's very um I'm worried about you. It's it's also just like not punk rock to not like ice. I'm I'm, 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 I'm really disappointed that this is this Listen, turn of events is coming on. Ice so, is an authority so, figure, and I don't. Do and well I'm with also just figures. rethinking everything I know about you, Justin, because I I've seen you post on social media abolish ice, That's, and I did think ah! about it. <laughs> it meant something, and now I realize it's it's something completely yep. different. Yep. Sorry for the confusion there. You moved <laughs> to Iceland. It's I, like I you're know. you're going to the center of your fear. I love I'm, it. Like I'm you're going. Myself. 
Nice. I yeah. like you're like Batman right now. You're like a little Batman. bit, a little bit. Except you're not channeling it, right? You got to be Iceman. Yep. <laughs> I got to tell you this, and this is stupid to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. But the ice here is—it's fucking slippery. Like it's hard to get from here to there. They don't—they don't care about it. Like, I, you know, from Michigan, right, and probably Indiana too. But like you've got like a whole infrastructure built on salting and people out there like shoveling walks or whatever. They don't do that shit here. They're just like, ah, it's there. Guys, <laughs> thanks for coming out uh, for another great podcast. Um, as always, I really appreciate your willingness to share your opinions, to receive and refute the opinions of your friends. Um, if anyone agrees or disagrees with us, uh, Write to us. Info at thesauropod.com. And, and rate and review, too. I mean, Chelsea works really hard on this. Give her five stars. Five Guys, on. guys, this is my pride and joy. She's hitched her wagon to this program. <laughs> and that's all we know about her. In Indiana. That's right. Indiana's finest. I'm from Indiana. I have a cat. And I'm going down with this ship. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been another episode of Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions.